Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, guys. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, Philip? Not much, buddy. Yeah, we are in season four, episode 14. Uh, a lot to unpack today, a lot going on, uh, crazy things, some funny things. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about getting back into the workforce a little bit. Also, uh, you know, some glitches in the computer system have uh, have caused some problems locally for us. Yeah, down here in good old Houston. <laughs> That's right. We're going to unpack a little bit of that. And we're also going to shine light on a very neighborly good thing that happened today. So you're going to want to stick around to the end of the episode. I can't wait. Yeah. But as always, make sure that you subscribe, follow, and like us on wherever you listen to your podcast and Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Also, check out and subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. We have some great content on there. More coming. And if you haven't seen, just for our listeners, we had a, a very cool Instagram story that dropped with uh, my beautiful face. Is that too vain? That's, that's, a, little bit, that's a little bit vain, I think. <laughs> Is that, yeah. um, but we did announce. It was a special announcement. And so for that, if you haven't checked that out, go check that out now or hang, on, hang around to the end of the episode for that. But before we go any further, we want to thank our sponsor, CNG Communications. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Indeed, combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. And Philip, to learn more, you can visit the Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Okay, so we're going to unpack a lot today, uh, but I know you have a big topic that you want to get into first. I do. I couldn't resist when I saw this one in the news. So this happened end, end of March, let's say, because I know that people tune into the episode at various times. This happened at the end of March. Here in, in good old Houston, our local... Uh, <laughs> booking offices, courts, computer system went down. Try to say that three times fast. Yeah, that's actually not the technical <laughs> term of, of what this place is, but but for the sake of uh, of our podcast, we're going to go ahead and call it the booking court. <laughs> it's it sounds it sounds really weird when to, to like put it that way. I, I don't know what I'm picturing. I, I was picturing like a horse race or a horse track. You know, <laughs> guys are like laying down bets. <laughs> so what it actually was was the Harris County Jail's computer system went down when they were trying to book in just shy of. 300 defendants that have been awaiting their, you know... Defendants or accused inmates? Or convicted inmates, I should not say. Not convicted. Not convicted. No, no, no. These are people that were oh, waiting... Oh, so it's... Oh, okay. You did say court system. So they they're, haven't been proven guilty yeah, yet. Yeah, these okay. people were charged by the DA's office, right? So it's the DA's system that went down, and, and they were uh, awaiting to, 
you know, get their hearing for whether or not they are going to get booked into the actual jail full time, whether or not they're going to be able to post bond, things like that. And what happened was the computer system goes down. They get stuck for about two days, which goes beyond their their rights for for waiting for booking. And they were released, all 280 of them. Because yeah, because it goes beyond their rights for being held. So they were like, we can't do anything, so you're all free. Exactly right. So basically, they were locked up without what's called their probable cause hearing for more than 48 hours. But what's amazing to me about the story is that a simple computer glitch can release 300 people awaiting trial back into the public with no repercussions. Yeah, I mean, and these are, what let's just say looking at and i looked at some of this story there are people that were convicted not just of like duis or dwis but theft uh uh, there were felony charges robbery assault yep i mean there 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 were some people that you look at and you're you're just like "Mm, shouldn't should something be looked at here just like like we we're we're free right so when they were running damage control on this whole thing the first story i read said oh no no there's no violent offenders there's no felons right and then sure enough the follow-up article the next day which was march 31st was well (laughs) (laughs) we we might have missed that well maybe there were a couple in there but what gets me a break what gets me what really gets my goat about this whole thing it's the first time it's ever made the news but it's the fourth time that this has happened in the past two years. Do you think we're too dependent, especially with uh, the computer system? Yeah. I mean, especially in something like this with our, our court system and things like that. Absolutely. I do. And that's exactly where I was going in my mind when I wanted to talk about this on the show and bring this to our listeners attention, because it got me thinking, my gosh, you know, even in my day job, I've been working really hard to automate systems and get rid of paper trails and things like that when you don't need them because we have them all digitally and we have lots just of backups. It sounds like a crime boss right there. Well, yeah. I've been, try- I've been try- trying that- to get rid of paper trails. I realized the way that sounded right when I said it. And no, to be clear, not eliminating traceable trails, just reducing I'm just, the I'm number just saying, the way that came out, it was... Loose pages floating around <laughs> in my office. We have detailed digital records. But it does make me think, my Good, gosh... Nice, nice clarification on that. Indeed. It makes me think, you know, my, my gosh, like how much do we rely on on our digital lives at this point and i started thinking about things like neighbors don't knock right if our systems go down our show doesn't exist there's no way to reach out to our listeners if we can't post up online yeah without like just w- like strapping speakers onto a car and megaphone <laughs> yeah, driving down the road going around <laughs> it got me thinking about y2k remember the whole y2k scare when we thought that the glitch yeah in the 2001 was going to like reset everything yeah right so I remember when that was going on, they were talking about all the talking heads and pundits in the news were talking about the potential disaster. and The like end the of the fact, world, yeah, yeah, the among, other, among other things. You <laughs> can't get money out of the bank, you can't fill your car with gas, all these things. We've gotten so much worse about that. I mean, if my systems all went down tomorrow, Brian, I wouldn't know how to contact anybody, even if I could find a landline. I've only got like three numbers memorized out of my thousands of contacts. Who are your three numbers? My wife, my mother... And my office. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't looking for me. I was, I'm just, like you were I was, fishing there, No, buddy. no, no. I was just, I, I was curious. I would have been flattered. No, you're not, you're not on my memorization list. But, but, but besides, we text about 50,000 times a day anyway back I, Well, so. I know. I know. I know that. But I'm just, for me, yours is not on mine either. No. I, mine well, are very specific, so. My entire calendar, all of my videos, all of my photos. Now, I'm anal retentive, so I have these things backed up in three different ways. Yeah. 
but they're all digitally backed up. If somebody drops, you know, an EMP over Houston, my life literally comes to a grinding halt. I can't function. And you don't have a landline as far as... No landline, okay. no no paper. I mean, the only thing I have in paper is my last will and testament. <laughs> Other than that, like, I got nothing, right? So it's it's amazing. We don't, we don't keep a lot of cash on hand. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to go to the bank. I mean, this is really interesting how much we've come to rely on this stuff. And when it comes down to this court system, what blew my mind is the fact that it's happened four times. And they have not come up with a paper backup. They did this by paper for 150 years. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, we got rid of that system. So well, no and way to for write, anyone write that thought that was sticking or saving money in the mattress was crazy, you know. I buy gold. Yeah, <laughs> you look like a genius right now. <laughs> totally, for sure. For sure. But how about you? I mean, if, if your systems all went down tomorrow, could you function? Like, do you get by? Is there... All hell would break loose, like you would say. <laughs> you know, what was that that one diehard movie, The Fire Sale? You know, where everything just starts digitally shutting down, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would, you know, my phone. I, I have my my numbers that are memorized and things like that. We don't have a landline functioning. I guess for work, I'm okay, but banking and all that, I mean, I'd be in the same boat with you and everybody else in the world. Not a whole bunch of cash in the mattress, huh? No, I, I don't think that that was ever going to be a way that I saved money. <laughs> you know, if there's cash around, I spend it. <laughs> so it's better not to have it floating around. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I can relate to that. I'm curious, what numbers do you have memorized? My numbers, my wife, my mother... I was going to say my father, but his is pretty close. But but my mom's cell phone, not even their landline. I should probably memorize their landline. But uh, her cell phone, my wife's, and uh, oh, man, that might be it. What a, what a typical. <laughs> that might be it. What a typical two dudes and two microphones thing. That, like, my wife, my mom. Uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, I'm sure my mother's happy about that. But <laughs> Score one for the moms. <laughs> you know. got a, a place in our hearts and, uh, and in our minds with your phone numbers. Exactly. You know, I, I used to have more memorized. I mean, I have my own memorized because <laughs> I use it all the time. Doesn't, that doesn't count, though. I should add, I, I also have mine memorized, but I have to think about it. It's sort of like when somebody asks me how old I am. I have to do the math real quick. Oh, no, mine are because you use your phone for everything. And because my, my personal phone is also my work phone number for various reasons that I use that number a lot. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm putting it in constantly. Oh, I do have a fifth number that's worth mentioning that I have memorized. I've got eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah. Okay. We were reaching with that one. <laughs> and I didn't even, I, you know what? You reached so much. I couldn't even do, I couldn't even do the kick drum have, have, have on we the talked, sound pad. Have we talked about the eight six seven five three zero nine trick whenever you're in a, a shopping line and they ask if you have like a shopping frequent, frequent shopper card? No. So anywhere you go, you can try this. Anywhere you go, you're in a different state, you're in a, a grocery store chain that you normally don't shop in, and they say, oh, do you have the Sprouts card? As long as you know one of the local area codes, yeah. just give them the area code and 8675309, and there's always an account. Really? Yeah, because, because someone did it. Oh, okay. Someone so you're always gonna, has done it. So you're going to get the discount no matter what. You just don't get the points. Yeah. But somebody is raking in on whatever points that, <laughs> For sure. that, that everyone's using. For sure. So if you're in Houston, let's say one of our area codes is 713 and you're to CVS. They say, do you have a CVS? Yes, I do. It's 713-867-5309. Boom, you're going to get the 
the CVS rate. I, I'd like to try that. I have. It works. It try does. it out. Yeah, it's great. But where did you try it at? I've tried it at uh, Publix in Florida. I've tried it at CVS here. And I've tried it at the giant grocery chains up in New England. Really? And it worked? Always Always works. works. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That something I never would have thought to, to do. You heard I mean, it here. We, you know, we say it as a joke and my wife will say that and sing the song, you know, as a joke around the house, but I, I never thought to use it. So I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so our life dependent on technology, a glitch in the system. You know, I, I hope that I, things will eventually get worked out, but it does present a lot of problems. So hopefully this uh, gets fixed soon. I know they're I know they're working on it twenty four seven, and of course the the news lets out the you know we this has never happened before, so we're working on it. Uh, sure enough, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, you think <laughs> that somebody have a stack of post it notes they can write something on? Okay, we'll get to this later. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, Jeez. Well, let's move into our second topic. Okay, our second topic today. Philip, I found this one fascinating. There's been a lot of look into getting people back into the workforce and not just the work, when I say the workforce, the office. Oh, from the pandemic. Yeah, from, from the pandemic. Yeah, the work from home and this. How can we get people back? Because you think about everyone during the pandemic and now realizing that they don't have to be at the office to do their job as well as they're doing it, right? We, we've seen that. Some and, people and, and some people, not, not always, you know, but there's a lot of people that can do their job. Just like there's a lot of people that don't need to travel to, you know, get on a plane and fly to a different city to do a meeting, you know, with the video chats and everything else that we have going on. So that is just something that is morphed a little bit with the sure. way that we work today. Right. So they're trying, there's a couple of companies that are trying to get employees to come back into the office and they're starting to, offer some perks, some office perks. And I was curious to what you, I was, it was an interesting article and they offered a couple of really, to me, intriguing things. Uh, and, and you might find them intriguing, but let me see what you think. Okay. So the one that jumped out to me and is a pandemic puppy stipend, which I, I know you don't have a dog, but there's a lot of people, you think about it over the pandemic, a lot of people who are by themselves ended up getting dogs or pets or fish. I mean, didn't you get a, a, a betta fish over the pandemic? I suppose we did get buried the betta during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everyone got some kind of companion that wasn't with them before. And so they're offering a pandemic, what's called a pandemic stipend, puppy stipend for, and this is not through ev across America. Let me just say, this is select companies. Oh, it's not federally mandated. No, it's not federally mandated. No, okay, there's not. I was oh, getting a little bit worried. I mean, I know I lean conservative, but that was really going to push me no, over the it's, edge, it gets, it gets better, but it's basically a stipend that, a monthly stipend that you can choose however you want to use it. So if you want to have a dog walking service or someone to do pet sitting, you know, or some form of daycare for your dog or something like that. Um, that way they, you know, because people when they're home or they got a pet and were home with them constantly, now it's like tearing away. And, and and this is coming from someone who has a dog. So I understand that. Okay. But hang on. Is this, is this exclusive to people that have pets? Do the people that don't have pets not get to take advantage of this monthly kicker? I, that's that's the thing. I, I don't know. I I, not, I can't imagine. I'm not quite sure where where the gray area is, and I think that's where they're going to come in and have problems. But it's not just that. Okay, so that's one way that they're trying to get. There's a pandemic puppy stipend, but also staying in the pet theme, there is the what they call paternity leave. 
<laughs> I see your eyes on this one. And there's a bunch of employers I can't, I can't do it. that they're okay. They're, they've seen a number of companies, you know, introduce this benefit. Where you get, when you have a new pet, you can bond with them and make sure that they're okay before you eventually have to bring them into the office. Hang on a second. And this is here in the United States. This isn't like Greece or France or someplace where this makes sense. Yes. There's a number of, of places here in the U.S. that oh, have looked at that. Boy. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I, I do understand, but... We've had people have had pets and dogs and, and, and cats and things for years and never had to have perks like that. Yeah, it's called vacation and sick time that you already get this built in with most. Yeah, jobs. it becomes I mean, part of the, the responsibility, right, of, of having a, a pet or an ownership Paternity of a pet. Paternity leave. So Jeez, Louise, <laughs> I can't I can't even anymore. I don't know. But OK, what so what world do we live in? So now there's other there's other perks that I later in this article that I was looking at that they offer for basically everybody at this point. Right. Not just the, the pet owning uh, people and uh, free lunch was one. Which, it, let, let me just clarify with this free lunch. This wasn't like free lunch every day. So it's not saying we're going to feed you every single day. It was like two days a, a week or something like that. And this is a certain company. I mean, yeah, yeah th a, these are specific. They're, they're trying new yeah, things. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine tech is leading the, the way on this. Well, one of the departments at what was called the Kellogg School of Management uh, has introduced what was called free. They introduced the free lunches for employees two times a week. We know food motivates people a lot. But is really having to, if your office said, hey, if you're going to come in, we'll give you twice a week. We'll give you a free lunch. Would you be like, ooh, I got to go into work? This depends on where the lunch comes from. That's true. But I mean, even, okay, even if they offer you alcohol. I'm in. <laughs> is this a I, nine to five I, gig? I, or I, did, what's the... I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to, you know, offering somebody a free beer or something. Because you know you're going to get a drink. That'd be in Germany. In Germany or the Czech Republic, it'd be like a free beer four days a week. Yeah, but that's probably, they've probably been doing that since time began. True. You, you know, I mean, I beer mean, with a boss. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when they go to lunch, they go to lunch. I mean, <laughs> no, that's London, buddy. When they go to lunch, they really go hard at lunch. So, stereotyping, I, of course. I know, yeah, but I, I don't know if this is even gonna really catch on because you're looking at trying to get people back into the workplace, but now you're looking at spending more money. So, really, what's gonna catch on? You know, another thing was, of course, we've talked about this with one of our past guests was a four day work week. I'm more for something like that personally if I were to go into have to or be enticed to be back in the office. Yeah, I think a lot of people work the type of job where a four day work week is possible or even can be made possible and they don't realize it. So big shout out to Joe Sanek for our past episode. Check it out if you haven't. The four day work week. Is yeah, he, yeah, his book on Thursday is the new Friday. You should go check that out. Yeah, yeah, pretty magical uh, concept, I think, for a lot of people. And I think I think that a lot of managers, upper level managers should realize that's a legit perk if they can come up with a way for someone to be as productive or even more productive and work one fewer day a week, that goes a long way for people, especially people with families or, or pets. Well, that, yes. Ex well, exactly, because that will help alleviate some of that without having to give stipends for, yeah, you I know, sure, pu I sure puppy, like day, puppy daycare. <laughs> puppy daycare. Well, puppy daycare is expensive. 
uh, as you are it's, it's expensive. I, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning about it. Um, the, uh, the other one that was that in the article that was brought up was dropping the tie in quotes, dropping the tie, which we talked about before. The, the cat, the time we live in now has become a lot more casual. And, and to be honest, I feel that has happened. Yeah, in most I think. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a bit of a desperate part of the news articles because I think more of the, just like it's official now. We're dropping the right. tie, right? Instead of it just being accepted outside of law i know very few companies that still require things like suits and ties for work i mean maybe up in wall street there's a couple of financial firms that still do that but for the most part even in the oil and gas trading industries it's very casual well that poses the question that i'm going to put our listeners and to, and to you what do workers really want to get them back into the office, what do you think? I mean, what would you say that workers really want that's going to get them back into the office? I think I have the answer. Besides more money. I, yeah, I think I have the answer. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about this when you brought this topic here on the fly. And wow, what kind of perk would I want if I, oh yeah, to not get fired. Why are we doing this as a society? Why, why do we have to bait people to come back to work? Here's an idea. Come back to work or you're fired. <laughs> there, so a so, perk. You still have so a job. So ultimatum for you. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. We really need to like bribe people to come back to work because they got used to hanging out in their underwear all day long on Zoom <laughs> meetings. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I see, I see that point, and, and obviously that makes a lot of sense. But you had this where this work from home atmosphere going on for so long, and you're realizing that people are maybe even more productive with their job working from home and remotely, and, and now it's not it's not affecting the office you're actually getting more productivity out of your employees by not being there is there an advantage that they're trying to shift back to i mean I, i'm not i'm not necessarily seeing why they want to get everyone back in the office so they don't it goes much deeper than this the reality of these articles is that they're not actually trying to bait the people back into the office that are more productive at home because i think that companies really did realize that a lot of people can work remotely and they're going to allow that to keep going because why not, right? It's better for them. They don't have to pay for the overhead of having them in the office. It's great. Well, that's what I'm saying, that you pay for a small, yeah. uh, smaller office space to have. You don't have to have a building yeah. or something but, massive. But for those people that are more productive or work a job that truly requires they're in an office environment, which is a significant percentage Yeah, I was about to say, some force, people are more productive when they are at yeah, the office. They're, they're having a problem generally. I say they. We in the United States right now across, across the board are having a labor shortage problem. And I think that this is what this is all about. It's not so much getting people back in the office. They're just using that as the softening the blow kind of headline. But what's really happening is they need people to come to work in general. And they're having a hard time finding people. This is going to be a self-correcting problem because we're dealing with record inflation. Eventually, prices are going to get so high that people can no longer afford to not work. So I think the labor force is about to turn around and come back online on its own. But right now these companies are offering big perks. I mean, so, so do you think perks are going to go away? You think uh, that yeah, you, you I think, think they'll you, phase them out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, some things will be set in stone, you know, your paternity leave or whatever will become an HR offering for all of time for, I mean, it's gotta, <laughs> it's gotta be Google or someone that came up with that one. But if you're, you well, know, a lot of offices are also having yoga or, <sighs> I, I mean, I, Hey, if you haven't done it, don't knock it. No, no, there's nothing wrong with yoga. It's just, again, you've got your own time for these things. It doesn't have to be on the company dollar. That stuff. Okay, so, and, and and I understand. I understand you're you're there to do a job. You're, but I I love the idea 
And I've been in environments where your place of work is a place that you just want to be all the time. And creating an environment like that and offering things like lunches or a juice or coffee bar where you know you're not having to go to Starbucks or something like that. Yeah, that can go a long way. It, it does go a long way. And, and I think that's where if we're going to go that route, I am more for that. That is where I would love to see this go if that's the issue of having wanting to get people back into the office, create the environment where you have where people just want to be there. Do you remember in the early 2000s when it was becoming popular for these tech companies to have like the quiet safe rooms where you could go and you could have dead silence and like put your head in? <laughs> I, I refer to those as the creepy rooms. Totally, right? <laughs> what are those What are those sensory uh, things that you put over your head and put your your hands in and you could like I, I have curl up on the no desk? idea what you're talking about. Oh, I have to look it up. So there, I do know they used to have those uh, shells, the, like the little, they look like the space chairs or whatever but those like little shells that would have the the visor come down so that you'd sit there in silence and yeah you know (laughs) they should make them portable you wander around like you're in space balls right (laughs) dark helmet wandering through google's productivity floor hi guys i I know on my way to hr (laughs) (laughs) and when shit hits the fan lone star (laughs) but you know let us know what you guys think i'm really really curious uh you know Wow. Yeah. I'd like, I would like our listeners to post curious. up that have experienced one of these perks in their own jobs, right? Have you been offered- I'm sure there are other perks out there. Is there a perk for your office that you would want? You're not fired. <laughs> I mean, besides that, I mean, that would mean a little bit more to you aside from keeping your job no, and more frankly, money. Frankly, what I do uh, for my, for my daytime life is, is so niche and unique that we don't need to offer those kind of things. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm in kind of the same boat. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, but let us know what you think. What do workers really want? What's going to get people back into the office for those that are refusing to come into the office and work remotely? Or is remote working going to just be the thing? So, I don't know. I'm really curious. All right, Philip. Moving into our third segment, our little bit of neighborly advice, or what I like to call is our neighborly highlighted section, our neighbor, yeah. our, our neighbor highlighted section here. I'm super excited for this new format with our neighborly advice. Yeah, it's we are looking to highlight, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the ridiculous of all the neighbors. <laughs> so today comes a, a very nice neighbor, uh, and honestly shocked me a little bit when I found this story. Because normally I don't like to highlight celebrities as far as neighbors go, but this celebrity was a good neighbor, and it is the celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay who helped out a middle school. So so rare that you hear his name associated with some like act of kindness. You know he's known for outlandish, right? That's his behavior, his TV TV personality. You know, we don't know him personally. So, Chef Ramsay, you're welcome. Neighbors don't knock anytime. Uh, and I, would, I wouldn't take offense if he yelled at me. <laughs> it's, it's Chef Gordon Ramsay. I was about to so. say, you can come on the show, but just don't yell at me. Oh, God. <laughs> That's but, scary. But this, uh, this is what happened. The, uh, Gordon Ramsay, he was, came to the rescue for the Edward Peak Middle School in Biggles Wade, UK. So this is in the UK. And their kitchen manager, Tina Clark, was left to feed hundreds of students alone with two of her employees out sick. 
this is like pandemic related illnesses. I, I assume. recently, yeah, this recently happened. Short staff, what one? Short well, one was COVID related. One was just illness. I see. And so she was short staffed, and you know she called into this radio show. He was doing a BBC radio uh, breakfast show, and she asked for help. <laughs> she essentially asked him to come and help. Now that's brilliantly ballsy. It, it is. It is. Obviously, didn't have decided to give up on the prep work for, for the day and call into the radio show. It was like, I'm not even going to bother doing anything. Let's just call for reinforcements. Wait. Oh, Ramsey's on the radio. Let's call him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Pretty darn gutsy there, Tina. Props to you. I mean, you're looking at those carrots going, oh, they're not going to cut themselves. I need to. That's right. And, and I guess the real true hero of this is Tina Clark who made the call and decided to go this route. But, you know, we want to applaud both parties in this this action because what happened is that Ramsey didn't come himself, but he did call one of his other chefs to come over and help. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was really, really amazing that he had that happen. Uh, they had Chef Rob Roy Cameron was sent over to help and just within an hour. Oh, that's outstanding. You know what I mean? It, that's just, it was awesome. Well, it was just, it was awesome. Big kudos and much respect to, to Chef Gordon Ramsay for making that happen. That is very, very cool. Yeah, it was, it made the, it made the day for the, the, the kids at school because they got, you know, food obviously and got fed and, you know, it was just a good thing all around. I would like to point out though, that only in the UK can someplace be named Biggles Wade. I, I knew you were going to go to that, and and I didn't want to. I didn't want to slide the name of the of the town. Oh, no, it's not slide. I think it's genius. I think it's absolutely brilliant. That where, where are you from? Biggles Wade. It's like horn swoggle. Totally amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. But anyway, we uh, we applaud you, Tina, for making the call, and we applaud Chef Gordon Ramsay and Chef Rob Roy Cameron who came out. He also works for Ramsey at the lucky cat restaurant in London. So, and he went to work prepping apparently cauliflower and cheese for the students. I think that is so cool. That's a good feel good story. Well done. You yeah. can be uh, official neighbors of neighbors. Don't knock honorary anytime. That's great. That's right. So to you, all the, to both chefs and to Tina. Yeah, we applaud you. So, you know, just being a good neighbor out there, if you have a story, or someone you want to highlight, let us know. We'd love to highlight someone in your community. Also, if you have a horror story or something just ridiculous that you want to share that we can all either learn from or just learn to laugh at, uh, you know, email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com and sure. you might find your neighbor or your friend or your uh, you know business highlighted on the show. I love that. And if you don't want to send an email, you can always just send us a direct message on any of our social media channels. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. But I, I think we're uh, at the end today. I think we can get close to wrapping this one up. That was fun, man. It was good catching yeah. up with you. I appreciate you uh, letting me vent about digital woes. <laughs> yeah, well, you always vent about digital woes, but this one had a lot more merit to it. Ouch. <laughs> that was... That was straight. Sorry, to the that heart. was not good neighborly. Uh, Boy, oh. that was not good neighborly Boy. etiquette right there. <laughs> so I remind me to offer you a coffee or a bourbon <laughs> next time you come over to record. Yeah, I was like, why is he passed out? Oh, he's not passed out. <laughs> he's he'll be waking up in about two to four days. <laughs> but I apologize. No, I don't know. Should I? No. Yes. No. I don't know. I'm torn. <laughs> You're sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I know you'll forgive me. That's the ribbing going on. Okay, but. Also, if you haven't seen our Instagram post, we did announce that we are going to be doing our season four finale recording 
at Miss Carousel Bar here in Houston, Texas on May 7th, which is Saturday. And we're going to record from 6.30 to 7.30, but we're going to be hanging out before and after the show. And we want to invite anybody in the Houston area, if you're there, come out, see us, hang out, have a drink. We'd love to see you. We're going to have some extra mics set up too. Indeed, that's going to be a great time. It's going to be a really fun party. And I cannot thank the folks at Miss Carousel and Indianola Restaurant enough for letting us come out and record the show. It'll be our first off-site on-location recording in the history of the show. We will also have our phone tethered to our mixer. So if anybody wants to get a shout out or do a call. That's right. We do have a lot of our guests that are remote and around the U.S. and world. So just let us know. Drop us a note. We'll be happy to ring you up. And no uh, need to knock. Just call us. There you go. Just call us. We'll figure it out. But, you know, come and hang out with us. We'd love to see you guys out there, whether you're a new neighbor, an old neighbor, you know, or just looking to have a good time. So I think it'd be really great. But we're going to wrap this one up. So make sure you guys check out episodes every Friday. Right, wherever you get your podcast. Also, hit us up on social media, see some fun pictures, stories, and hear some clips. Absolutely. I want to hear from you almost as much as I want to hear from this guy. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, and we'll see you guys next Friday. Peace. Out.